Before we get started on today's episode, I just want to remind you that Not Gonna Lie is brought to you by Aaron Visual. Aaron Visual provides high-quality, affordable apparel and stickers. In just eight days on November 1st, Cycle 4 drops with all new gear. You can find them on Instagram, Aaron's Visual, on Twitter, Aaron underscore Visual, or their website, AaronVisual.co. You can use NGL at checkout for free shipping. So what are you waiting for? Head on to their website and order some apparel. Aaron Visual, by Aaron, for everyone. What's up, guys, and welcome back to another episode of Not Gonna Lie. I'm your host, Jonathan Terry, and if you can't already tell from the title, we've got a heater of an episode today. Keith Ordensby comes on the podcast. We talk about him going overseas to Europe, playing in Poland, playing in the Champions League, and really just what's that, what that's like. And we'll, we'll jump into some more sporting news. We'll talk about his LSU. We'll talk about some basketball predictions. He predicts his finals team. There's so much to talk about, and I'm just pumped. It was a fantastic episode, just finished recording. But here it is, my interview with Keith Hornsby. All right, we are now joined with, in my opinion, uh, one of the one of my favorite interviews, one of the best people I've ever interviewed, uh, Keith Hornsby. Keith, how you doing? <laughs> well, first of all, thank you. That's a very nice uh, compliment. <laughs> uh, I'm doing fine. I'm yeah, just out here in Poland, just uh, chilling right now. That's yes. right. Now, now look, I wouldn't say I wouldn't say it to other people, but I really do mean it. Like you're the conversation that we had. Like whenever I talk about the podcast and I want to get people a good place to start, I always say start with that Keith Hornsby interview because like it wasn't so much that we were good. It was just like the conversation was just flowing. Like you know, we had a good back and forth. Like it really, really helped us out a lot. But. Yeah, so you're in Poland. Natural chemistry. What what can we say? That's right, natural <laughs> chemistry. I don't I don't know why it's taken us this long to to schedule something again because it's it's always a good time. Uh, but like you said, you're over in Poland playing for. Okay, look, I'm gonna be honest. I tried pronouncing this in the mirror. Do, do you want me to say yeah. the team that you play for, or or do you want to tell me, or should I try to say it and then you correct me if I'm wrong? I'll go ahead and and explain it because because you know. The first two weeks, I myself was confused, and it's my team because it's it's kind of is two names to the team. Um, one is a uh, Polski Kukier uh, Torun, okay, um, which is which translates to Polish sugar. I did see that Torin. Polish sugar. I, li- I like that. I like that. And uh, the other one is it looks like Tward, it, but it's to like Twarde, uh, Pierniki, uh, Torun, and that's uh. That's hard gingerbread. <laughs> I don't know how it, I don't know how it translates to the basketball court, but Horn, my, my city is is famous for inventing gingerbread. So it's like okay. a, a big gingerbread is a big part of the city. So uh, I guess if there's a basketball team in the city, gingerbread has to be a part of it somehow. And there you go. Interesting. That that is something I would not have found out otherwise. I'm glad I'm glad you told me that. And it sounds like. So have you been learning a lot of Polish? Like, have you been working on it? Oh, or is it just something you pick up, like, you have conversations with people and you're just kind of make, basically learning as you go? Um, you know, Polish is a difficult, difficult language uh, to learn. Um, it's, it's definitely not a romantic language. <laughs> um, it's, 
it's a lot of uh you know for typical american english spe- speakers a lot of difficult pronunciations um but you know my teammates have helped me out a lot my polish teammates um mm-hmm. because obviously if i'm living in this country it's going to benefit me from day-to-day life to know a few words you know just to get by in the grocery store you know getting gas just little ordering at a restaurant stuff like that but it's been tough i've i, I made a goal that i would learn maybe one word a day and uh i've, I've learned a solid bit but I've learned the basics, but you know, it's, it's tough. It's, it's tough. Once they start speaking it, I'm just 100% lost. And, uh, but I've only been here a month, you know, almost two months. So that's to be expected. So are you, are you making good on your one word a day? Like what's your average? You at like, are you at like 0.8, or are you like 1.2, 1. 1.3? 1. The first month I was, I was killing it. I was, uh, <laughs> and I, I, and I became complacent after that. Uh, mm. Oh, I started, I learned m- most of what uh, I figured I would need on a daily basis. And yeah, you know, and then the season really started kicking into gear. And, uh, you know, a lot of my teammates speak English perfectly fine and they understand it uh, pretty well. So, you know, they, they're not going to speak to me in Polish. Mm, yeah, <laughs> so yeah, yeah. we just have normal Engl- uh, English conversations. But I think they, and a lot of Polish people appreciate it when you make an attempt to to speak polish if you're a foreigner so i do my best just to give them some respect there so yeah, yeah def- definitely makes sense so let's talk first i mean well, let's just continue this conversation here poland so uh what what were your thoughts initially because obviously this was a decision that was made over the summer what were your thoughts about you know deciding to come over to poland what was kind of the the factors that led you to to be there well it, it was a uh, it's not like I pinpointed Poland. I was like, that's exactly where I want to play. You know, it's, it's almost like if I was to go overseas, you know, this summer, summer it was basically to wherever the best uh, possibility, best uh, opportunity was for me. And, you know, honestly, the month of August was a big, um, despite my good G League year last year in playing summer league, even though I didn't get much of an opportunity, I had hardly any, not much interest um overseas it was a tough year uh for the market supposedly um for american players and and it's always tough as a first year as a euro rookie and you know so a lot of people were questioning you know well why hasn't he been over here yet he's 27 years old you know he's why has he been in the g league for three years you know it's and they and I, I get it. You know, the, the game is a little bit different. Um, you know, you you never know what you're going to get with a rookie. You never know if it's going to, like, work out. Cause it, and it's been an adjustment. But, you know, as far as the, my decision to come here, it really was of only a few options I had almost kind of last minute. And uh, this one, this team was by far the best situation for me and my wife, Heidi. And uh, it was a no-brainer um financially and uh living wise to to come here um so yeah it 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 all happened within four days i found out about Mm. the team uh, and their interests my agent did a great job um and within four days i was packed up and on my way flying to warsaw and then a little drive to Torin, my my new home which is a little bit up the road but a nice city 
do you think there was a specific reason that kept you in the G League? Because I know you mentioned like that people were wondering why you'd spent so yeah. long. Was there a, a draw that kept you uh, in the G League when there are you know a lot of opportunities over in Europe? No, my uh, I wanted to go overseas the past two years. I just I couldn't um, because after my first year in the G League, I averaged four points a game, and and you know I didn't want to go over there if I was going to be in some you know. B, B, B team league and, mm-hmm. you know, getting paid as much as the G league, you know, that's, that didn't interest me. Um, yeah. and then the next year <clears throat> I was injured for majority of the year, but still had a better year, but no summer league once again. And the opportunities just weren't there. And also I was with an agency that was a little too big time for me. They were pitching me to, you know, they're used to, you know, pitching, to, to upper level teams and, you know, with salaries in the hundreds of thousands. And that just, that just was, this is not me at, yeah. at, at, at that mm-hmm. time. And you know, that, uh, so that was bad for me just being a, affiliated with them in that time period. And I, it just wasn't, let's talk about a rude awakening, you know? Yeah. A lot of people, a lot of player, a lot of players can, get a job overseas and say quote unquote job because you know, almost anybody can get overseas, you know, if they want to get in some fourth level league and, you know, it, but I, I just never had really any interest in that. I always also thought I was better than that. And at the end of the day, it, I kept going back to the G league cause that, that was my only option. And, uh, you know, I figured after this third year, we'll see how it goes. If I had a bad year, well, I might even hang it up. Mm, but really? I didn't. Okay. So was, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was first two years, it was tough. Tough summers. This summer was tough too. But uh you know, at the end of the day, all you need is an opportunity and you just gotta trust yourself. All right, yeah. So let's talk about your summer a little bit. So first off, um for anyone that, that follows you on, on Instagram, you had uh, a group, like a workout group, and you, you called yourselves uh, the Breakfast Club. So can you talk to me? Can you talk to me a little bit about who was in the Breakfast Club and uh, why? Why was it really important for you to be putting in a lot of the a lot of work this summer? Um, the Breakfast Club, you know, is <laughs> it was really just me and for the main part this other uh, pro player, Chris Roberts, is his name. He's in Italy, um, the A two league over there, which is really good, um, and he. Uh, great guy um i really did it not by choice i was almost forced to work out at that hour (laughs) due to the plethora of summer camps that were filling up both of my gyms that i go to for entire weeks at a time so you know it was either get in from six to eight or come back at like 6 p.m i'm like well there's a good feeling about getting up early and you know, getting the work in and kind of wakes you up, sets a good tone for the day. So, so yeah, we, we'd get in there and feed off each other's energy. And we had another guy, uh, Tony Bishop, another Tony Bishop Contreras, uh, another, uh, they're both older than me, uh, Chris and Tony, but uh, Dallas guys. And yeah, we'd get in there and get some work in and get on our way. That was majority of the uh, August for me. Okay, and so you mentioned before, didn't get summer league invites. This summer you did with the Portland Trailblazers. 
but you yes. mentioned you didn't get a lot of of opportunity but talk to me about what that experience was like just being able to play with um a lot of a lot of young talent that was on that team yeah um uh I, the one thing i can say you know i am definitely proud that you know they uh they invited me mm-hmm. um and there's really nothing like being in the nba environment nothing can you know relate to that just the facilities being around the coaches it's just it's just the real deal um getting all the gear you want you know there's, there's something to that you know that's that i can appreciate because i've worked so hard it's the little things but um <clears throat> as far as the experience you know it, it was it ended up being pretty disappointing because i went in there and we had a stacked roster mm-hmm. um a stacked team for summer league with a lot of guys from the blazers you know anthony simons gary trent who i played with a few games in the legends since the blazers frequently send assignments to the legends because they don't have a g league team now gotcha. um okay and Scal Labissiere was supposed to play with us, but he couldn't. But they, you know, we still had uh, Nas Nasir Little, their draft pick, played um, in the new uh, amongst a bunch of veterans with NBA experience. So, I, if you looked at the roster, I would probably be toward the bottom of of the resumes on that list. You know, they so nobody was expecting me to play so i i figured i'd go in there in our training camp before the and and really fight and man i i really i really had a good camp and i think i turned some heads which isn't surprising cuz that seems to happen wherever <laughs> wherever i i seem to go recently yeah it sounds but like a regular regular theme uh, just based it, on it, appar- apparently um but that's you know work's supposed to pay off if you know if that's the theory but um you know, I, I had a really good camp, and, and then, then we go to Vegas, and, you know, I'm excited, and then I, I just get completely buried. It's it's definitely po- political, um, and and they they even admitted to it uh, afterwards. Um, so, you know, I didn't even touch the court barely the first f- four games, and then in a blowout at the end, I got in. Uh, but, you know, it's a, it was tough. I don't think it did anything for me. It didn't really benefit me. No overseas team was like, oh, he's he was on the summer league roster. We have to get him. <laughs> you know, we saw him on the on the sidelines. You know, clapping his hands. He's a good teammate. We should have him. <laughs> no, no, we no, that, we should have him on board. He looked good in warmups. That's one of the he, most he important. Four for four in warmups. Yeah, that's one of the most important <laughs> stats. That makes no sense. You'd think they'd be chomping at the bit to get you on their team over exactly. there. Exactly. Hey, oh, he can shoot. He's lighting it up. <laughs> so that that, uh, that that didn't happen, but um. So, you know, I walked away a little disappointed from that. But, look, uh, Summer League's tough. It's tougher now than ever. I am cer- was certainly not alone in, you know, people not getting a chance. Um, on almost every team, there's two or three guys like that. So, you know, I just thought I did everything I could in my control to deserve a chance out there. But it ended up not mattering. Yeah, and like you said, there's a lot of young guys on the Summer League team. Uh, you may not like to hear this, but you're you're kind of one of the one of the older, like one of the vets, just based off of. I, I certainly was, and I certainly was. And you yeah, mentioned uh, you mentioned a ton of a ton of, of of talent, a lot of young guys. Who were some of the guys that really impressed you? Not just not from their hype or what they had, uh, you know, building around them, but guys that you saw in practice. You're like, man, these guys can hoop. 
Um, Anthony Simons is one. He's just you can tell that having a whole year practicing with Dame and CJ with the Blazers uh, really helped him out because I'm sure that was great for him. And he he played well. He, he twisted his ankle um, the third game, so he didn't play again. But he had a good three games, I believe. And and he's just smooth. And you know, for his age, he plays so calm and collected and he really impressed me um and other than that uh you know a lot of the other young guys had some learning curve stuff uh you know they we we, we didn't do that well i think we, we went like two and three or something mm-hmm. um but uh other than that not many other people really impressed me i mean that's just honesty yeah um mm-hmm. i'm serious like we we didn't play that well um not I can't say many other people did all right so after Blazers you you mentioned the whole process of getting over to Poland uh so you're there and well first off I want to ask you was there you mentioned this was kind of like on a whim did the fact that they had a chance to play in the Champions League was that a, a big factor towards you going going there it it was almost like icing on the cake um I didn't think I would get a shot at playing in the Champions League my first year. It wasn't adding up to be that way at mm-hmm. all. Um, so, you know, the Champions League is pretty prestigious in Europe. And I, you know, so obviously having the chance to qualify for it, you know, we had to qualify mm-hmm. for it. Um, yep. That uh, I was like, well, you know, it's worth a shot. It's my only shot. And yeah, let's go. Um, and also... Look, I'm, I've been in the G League the past three years, and one of the best things about that is how many games we play. You know, we we have three games a week, so you don't practice all the time. And, you know, no, no basketball player loves practice and practice <laughs> and practice. You mm-hmm. know, Allen Iverson. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, you're uh, sounding a little bit like AI over here. but <laughs> I, mean, I mean, look, practice is incredibly important, but, you know, the games are, are what, you know, gets the, the gets you going, you know. Uh so, you know, most of Europe is on the one game a week uh, schedule. Uh, if they don't play in a Euro travel circuit like the Champions League, Euro Cup, or Euro League. Um, so, yeah, that was a big draw because I knew if we did make it, we would play these great teams all mm-hmm. across Europe, you know, and, and we have a great group, like in Champions League, a tough group. Um, and, yeah, I, I was just something – having done a lot of research on European basketball, I was really excited about that. I was like, and it'd be a great opportunity for me as a first year guy to come in and prove myself against bigger competition. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. And so let's talk about that qualifying game. So the way that it works is it was a, it's kind of like in soccer where it's like, was it aggregate? Is that the word? So you're, you played a two game series, uh, one home, one away. And it was, it was point total. So was that That's right. was did that shake you up a little bit because I mean obviously we'll get to what happened in the second game but you know you're you, you guys lost the first game by was it 11 11 points uh 11 yeah did that kind of throw you for a loop a little bit like going into the last game like you guys were technically in the lead but you guys were like losing was that yeah. did, that, did that throw you off at all It's a little bit it's a little bit different but then you know once once you realize what the goal is, it's pretty simple. Um, but it was, we're up by, you know, eight and like terrified. You know? yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, that's a new feeling. Uh, 
but you know, I the team we played was good, man. The Finland team, uh, Carhu Basket, they're they're good. They won the Finnish league the year before. Um, but you know, the first game we didn't have our whole team because we had three guys who were with the Polish national team in the FIBA World Cup. Um, gotcha. And they played, they did great. They played the USA team to finish eighth. So they, we only had like three practices from the time they got back until we had to play that first game in Finland. So we were just kind of like, you know, a, a mis- discombobulated team. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And, and, and they, the Finnish team played well. And, you know, we, they played in some little cracker box gym with, you know, had a stage on the on the side of it behind the bench, like a little elementary oh, school gym. Funny, but I mean, yeah. they a rowdy rowdy fan base. But uh, yeah, we kind of got our butts kicked. But we're confident coming home that if we, you know, really got after that, you know, we we can beat these guys by twelve. Um, mm. But we have to really click. So, and right. the next game came. Yeah. So let, let's let's break that last one down. So. Uh, I know just from from watching the video, you guys were you guys were down eight, and I know you mentioned that uh, the guy actually there was a player on the Finnish team that hit a three over you to put it to eight points. Yeah, and so you're looking at you know two points. You're looking at basically well, to, to, yeah to, to put it to nine or to put it to nine. That's okay. That's right. That's what it was. And so you needed you needed a three to to win. So was that was like was there a play call that was like for you well like was the ball going to you on that last shot it was designed to but we had two seconds left and honestly the play drawn up had little chance of really working um but you know what you know with 30 seconds left i hit a three to get it to nine Mm -hmm. um we're up by six and i had a honestly it was a stupid shot but (laughs) i rolled the dice and, and did a contested three over that same guy who hit a who hit the shot over me next <coughs> um, their point guard to get it to nine. And then, yeah, that the guy who wasn't like a big time scorer for the team, he was kind of more their facilitator mm-hmm. just rose up and hit one in my face, <laughs> just dotted my eyes. And, uh, and yeah, we we're deflated after that two seconds left, you know, well, actually, yeah, it was, uh, we we're, I hit a shot to put us up 12 and he hit the three to get it back to nine. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, we had two seconds left and we got, we got to get a three to, or do we, is there overtime, you know, which is sudden death in this situation. So wait, is that, wait, so first, first basket wins and is that, yes. And overtime. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. That would be intense. Um, but yeah, so we drew up a play and, and they were just, all over it when we started trying to execute it and mm-hmm. i just saw a little opening for some reason the guy was kind of laying back off me and i just went straight back towards the ball and i was confident i just hit a shot and c- captured it and just launched it the guy did a good job contesting but yeah it just hit bottoms and the rest like everyone <laughs> knew it was it was it was a huge shot and you know we were all so happy. I was so happy that now we get to play two games a week. And yeah. you know, now we're in this Champions League. This is big. It just changes our entire year. You know, now we get to go to travel to Israel, Spain, Italy, you know, uh, Turkey, all these places to play games. That Whereas other than that, we would have stayed in Poland and the whole year and played one game a week and taken bus trips. And look, if that was the case, 
I would have made the best of it, and yeah. that would have been fun. I was prepared to experience that too. Um, but but given the opportunity, I mean, come on, like you you know what what you what you'd rather have? Like you'd rather be traveling for sure. And you know, it, so that it was it was a big time shot for the team. I mean, it's it's but it was also weird that something of this magnitude was at the beginning of the year. It's like our second game. Mm-hmm. And then people are celebrating like we won a championship. You know, it's a, I'd never, I've never been a part of something like that. You know, is stuff like that happens towards the end of most seasons. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was in September, you know, if I, if I didn't have a job, I'd still be at home just getting up and jacking up shots at the gym and <laughs> waiting for practice to start the, the legends. But yeah, so it, it was, it was surreal. It was unbelievable. Yeah, it sounds like there sounds like a lot of similarities in the way you're telling this story. Like a guy who who doesn't really play a lot, uh, hitting a big shot against you. It sounds a lot like that LSU uh, NC State game from your junior your junior year of of college a little yeah. bit. Yeah. But this time you had the opportunity to take matters into your own hands and uh, and and close it out. Uh, but my favorite part, I will say, in watching the video is not. I mean, obviously, you hitting the shot is fantastic, and you laid out you know, perfectly what it really means for your team and you and really like the country of Poland. But my favorite part of that whole thing was the announcer uh, with his, with his little, that's just the way it is at the end of, yeah, at the end of you hitting that shot as you're, as you're running, running, running away. Is that, I mean, is that just kind of fun? Is it just ironic at this point that really in one of the biggest shots of your career, it's like, you know what, you know who his dad is, right? That That's that guy. That's, what did I say the first time? That uh, that it will never escape me. His his shadow will, will never. It will always be not even in Europe. Right above not me. even in Europe. Not even Europe. Well, you know he's he's pretty big in Europe too, and he actually has a European tour coming up. <coughs> so he, yeah. When I heard that, I just laughed. I'm like, yeah. yeah, it makes sense, you know. And I get it. I get why people would do it. It's it's a unique thing, you know. How many musicians' sons? play basketball and mm. at least not at like a, a level where there's announcing so you know it's is uh it's is it's pretty cool yeah it's, i mean it's it's a good anecdote for really any announcer that that calls any of your games it's like hey this guy is his his dad is a, a famous grammy grammy award-winning musician uh but i guarantee uh, uh, oh, that's the way it is for hornsby <laughs> that's that's probably it's just gonna be your, maybe your, once every game. Your calling card for for the rest of your your European European career. Yeah, but that's that's crazy. Yeah, so nothing you, I can do about it. I guess you know you just gotta embrace it. You, I mean, yeah, you, you really have, have to, to live that's, with it. It's fine. Okay, so <laughs> we mentioned last time when you came on in the spring that you said your your the way it is moment was the shot the three against Arkansas. Does, yes. Does this shot rank higher? in your mind than the shot against Arkansas? Ooh. It, that's, you know, the, the shot against Arkansas, Arkansas was so big because it's like a full season adding up to that point. You know, mm-hmm. all our highs and lows, and, you know, now we're on the bubble of getting into the tournament, and we needed this almost seemingly impossible win at, you know, number 18 Arkansas, who played notoriously well at home, you know, that was that was huge, and for like a university that like LSU that worships sports, you know, it was, it was hard to it's hard to top that. But you know what? This is as close as I'll ever get, or close as I've gotten. 
Yeah, I was gonna say. Season, I was gonna say. Sure. Don't don't uh don't cut it short yet. You still got a lot of a lot of basketball left to play. Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, and man, you know, th- but this was this was very big in just a different way. Um, it was big for me because I you know hit the shot and afterwards you know all these foreign you know fans who just love the game and love the team um are just you know grabbing me and hugging me and it was kind of a beautiful moment you know it's like these people who can't can't always speak english like now now i've brought i've i'm in i'm witnessing this culture up close and Mm -hmm. you know that i can affect their lives in such a positive way uh, as for a fan base is, is really something that excited me as well. It's almost, it was another icing on the cake type deal. Um, so yeah. Uh, but then also for the, you know, my teammates and coaches look, it's, is, uh, it was, it was a big shot, very big shot. Um, a tougher shot than the Arkansas one. That's for sure. Um, but yeah, it's, it's still early in the season. We'll just see what happens. Yeah, I think I definitely think it's one of those shots that you really like. You maybe still haven't fully realized yet, obviously, because you're just playing two games in the Champions League. But like maybe at the end of the season, when you look back and say, "Man, if I don't make this shot, like we don't get to have all these experiences and play all these teams," and I mean, really get a a, a national or a European exposure, you know, because you're playing in a lot of different countries, like you mentioned. And you're definitely making yeah, oh this, for sure yeah and you're and you're definitely making the most of your opportunities. Uh, I think I was I was looking up on your stats third in the Champions League right now in scoring, and you just came off of a 28 point game where you shot eight of 11 from three. <laughs> yeah. So you're you're heating up at at just the right time. Can you talk to me a little bit about your your team's play style, like offensively, and how do you really mm-hmm. fit into their success? Because obviously, you know, you're winning a lot of games here at this point. Um, you know, the one thing I will say this, this is one of the first times and I've gotten an opportunity here that I would have never, never gotten with Texas legends. Um, and that's, you know, the confidence and ability to, to really, to really just play. Um, Mm. our coach is, uh, we have a German coach and he's, he's a player's coach. You know, he played for 18 years. He's, uh, you know, he's a young 47, shall I say, and he's, he's really, he's really, he's pretty mellow, but he, he, he coaches us, but he gives us kind of a template of, of how he wants us to play and just lets us make, trust us as pros to make the right plays. So that's, and that helps me out offensively. I mean, you know, he's, he's told me multiple times, you know, if you have an open shot, you better shoot it. You know, if you come (laughs) off, just, just shoot it, you know, Mm -hmm. I uh, and it, it helped me a lot. We played uh, Baxi uh, Manresa, uh, an AC Liga ACB team in Spain. Our first uh, game of Champions League, and I had just a dismal first half of that game. I was like zero for seven in the first half, and I was a little out of it. And but he he just came and started laughing. He's like, "Hey, you know, it's a new half. Just go out there and play. You know, we, we trust you and." And then it had 17 in the second half, and you know we all we should should have won that game too. But it's just different. It's different, and so far just so good. And I have great teammates um, who helped me out. A great point guard, Chris Wright. Um, and yeah, so you know 
we'll just have to see how it goes. We have a lot of games left, but I'll just say this. I'm in a great, most ideal situation I could be in as a first-year Euro pro. Yeah, And uh, I couldn't be happier with that right now. So can you talk to me a little bit about um, how this, this scheduling works? So I know right now you're in the Champions League regular season. And you have yeah. a, a pool that you're you're in group group A. Your team is in group A. Mm-hmm. So how does it work after the regular season? Like what is the what is the process to eventually yeah. crowning a champion? Um. So there's you know, we play 14 regular season games, um, and it ends I think in beginning of February. And then the top four teams from each group move on to a playoff. Um, so I guess there's eight in each group and four move on from each. So that's a big goal of ours is to make that. Um, obviously, probably no one's going to predict us to make it because we're a, a new team and, you know, from a, a not as heralded of a league, mm-hmm. um, Poland. And so, you know, that it'll be incredibly challenging, but that's how it goes. Um and then that I'm not sure when that playoff will take place. I guess some point in the spring, and you know we just cross that road when you come to it. And then you know in between those games, you play the Polish league, and it's funny you you switch balls every practice because they you know Champions League plays with these Wilson balls, and Polish league plays with FIBA molten FIBA balls. So it, it's funny they it, it couldn't be but opposite basketballs too. But, One's but- like soft and and soft and you know plushy almost like a wilson evolution <laughs> okay and then other ones just like a plastic slippery like heavy bowling ball type basketball so it's it, it's funny but obviously my shooting's been good so i can't complain yeah i mean whatever it is like you just got to bring that that same ball with you like wherever you go i guess yeah i used to complain about the ball all the time with my dad <laughs> growing up working out and he's like uh, you know what are you doing ball's a ball you know? <laughs> And maybe, maybe all these years later, I'm finally figuring that out. So you mentioned that you're, you're not only playing in the Champions League, but you also have, uh, you know, you're playing in Poland as well. So it's a game a week in in different spots. Is it difficult for you to like, does your mindset change? Because (laughs) right now in Poland, it's, you're just playing like, it's just regular. You're just playing games, but then the Champions League, it's like, wow, every game counts. Like we need to win this game. We need to beat this team. Like, whereas Poland, it's like, yeah, I mean, we're, we're still regular season, really. Um, it's, uh, it, I understand why most people would think that, you know, you kind of, you know, ha- have to build yourself up, you know, get yourself going to play the Polish games. Um, and, and that'll probably hit at some point, but you know what? I'll, the Polish teams are no joke. Like you, you can't go out there and just mess around and they'll, they'll, mm-hmm. you know, bust your ass. I mean, that's. We've had a few close calls there. We we play a good team tomorrow. Um, you know, it's uh, but for me, I'm just I'm excited for every game. Um, I just I just am at least right now. You know, <laughs> uh, you know it's uh, still beginning of the year pretty much. So yeah, but yeah, th- there you go. You play, you know, uh, a big time. You know. Siggy Strasberg from France, one of the top French teams, and then mm-hmm. come back and play like a village team from Poland. It's like, uh, I get where you're coming from, but you know, as a team, we we don't think about that. We try not to, um, but that's yeah, that's just how it goes. Yeah, just you gotta gotta win who's who's put in front of you. 
Okay, so let's. And whoever you up on the court against, you just gotta try to approach the same way, however hard that may be. Exactly. So let's talk about food in Poland. So is there <laughs> okay? Is there a particular like dish or a thing that you you found that you actually really enjoy? Maybe even something you didn't think you would. The food I've had here has been fantastic. Going out to eat, um, they have a lot of good fish here. Actually, like salmon that I really like seafood now okay. and. Uh, all the food I've had is, is great, but pol- uh, Polish specialty foods, it's like pierogies and, uh, you know, stews and stuff. I haven't really gotten into it. Honestly, it, they, they kind of look a little grungy, <laughs> but <laughs> I, uh, I, I haven't, well, because I haven't had to. Um, grocery shopped a lot, and my wife, who is not here right now, taught me how to cook so i'm not completely useless in the kitchen there we go thank, like i was thank a few goodness. weeks ago thank goodness oh man otherwise uh, the first two weeks when she wasn't here i was the helpless <laughs> you know just eating peanut butter and jellies and luckily these rotisserie chicken breasts at this saved me um <laughs> nice just living sa- off literally of- saved me oh, um that's funny uh but yeah the food so far has been great. And this is a tourist city too. So they have some really good restaurants. Um, they, you know, they even have a restaurant called Louisiana, which okay. is like Cajun style food. Okay. And I have not been there yet, but I, I'm, I'm itching to try that out very soon. Also living arrangements. So you talked to me, we, we were talking back and forth um, a couple weeks ago and you said <laughs> yeah. that, so there's no, there's no dryers in Poland. It's kind of a European thing. There's not they they have dryer racks where okay. you kind of just hang your clothes up. But the each washer it it comes with a bit like a spinner, um, so it spins your clothes really well. So they're not just completely dripping wet. They're just kind of damp when they're ready. Um, so then you just hang hang them up and just wait a few hours and they should be good. But uh, obviously a dryer, man, I would love that. <laughs> it's a much more convenient. Um, but you know, living arrangements, they, they gave me a few options and I picked one that uh, I thought would be best for Heidi, my wife and I, and you know, everything's a little bit smaller here. There's no closets, which really affects her more than me for sure. She, uh, you know, she's a handy woman. She created some space and we've made it work. But the, the one big thing is the showers. So a lot of showers here don't have like top uh, spigots or top like so. Basically, you just have one of those little detachable uh, sprayers. Oh, okay, okay. But you <laughs> so just have to really, like, you, raise just have, up? you have to lay down and and uh, <laughs> and just kind of wash your bathe yourself. <laughs> uh huh. Wow. wow. And that's so. Really, I, I I just shower at my, at the arena most times because mm. they have a solid shower and then. But, uh, it, you know, it's perfectly fine. Um, I got my Xbox working. The TV's good. Uh, and I um, have a lot of time on my hands. So Netflix in Poland is actually amazing. They have great movies here. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, Xbox, Netflix, like really. And basketball. Those are the, like, those are the three things you really need. Yeah, I'm, oh, I'm and, set. And rotisserie chicken. I almost forgot. Those four things. What more do you need than that? Well, yeah, I had to probably like. 25 of them the first two weeks so i'm i i'm tired of them right now but don't <laughs> worry <laughs> yeah. 
they're still good. Yeah, I was going to say my uh, dryers would be a difficult one for me. I mean, my clothes are still in the dryer right now because I haven't haven't taken the time to like pull them out and actually put them away. But uh, yeah, you know, it, after a few weeks, you get into a habit of the other way and it becomes somewhat normal. So what does your wife Heidi think about all this? Because obviously this is a big change for her moving from Texas yeah. to to Poland. And you mentioned a little bit about it, but what are her what are her overall thoughts about being in Poland and you know with you playing yeah. basketball? You know, I, I wasn't so sure how she would react. Only mainly because she's hasn't traveled that much. Um, and for anyone, you know, who's you know she she's always been around her family or within reach, even when we were in Dallas, you know, she's from Louisiana. Um, but she, you know, she was a a little afraid to travel on her own, but man, if I'm not proud of her though, she, uh, she really, uh, has stepped up and man, she's been great. And when she's, she was here for a month and, you know, it took her a few days. The first week was a little tough as it was for me too. I mean, it's, going into a place where everyone looks at you like and also here in poland like if you don't know somebody like they do not interact with you like they do not smile at you like if you if you walk around smiling and they think you're just a big idiot uh so like honestly that's what my polish teammates told me so you know the first few few weeks she's going around like smiling at everybody and you know i'm I'm trying to tell her don't smile you know (laughs) and then you'll fit in (laughs) Uh, but you know, when she, she had to go back to the States for, you know, a few obligations, but she didn't want to leave. And I was like, wow, that's pretty cool. <laughs> um, she got into a routine here. She got her gym. Um, you know, there's a few other wives in the teams that she's gotten to know, which has been big. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So she's done incredible. Um, she comes back in early November and she's here for a long stint and that'll be tough because that's when it really gets cold. And that's like, you know, it's going to be gray and and just freezing and she's never been through a real winter. So, but we'll cross the road when we come to it. I have high hopes. Mm -hmm. So last, the last time we had you on, we talked about your relationship with Ben Simmons. Uh, And a couple weeks ago in a preseason game, he hit his first ever three pointer, like in, in yeah. a game. Did you say anything to him? Like, did you send him a text? Like, what? what like, did you congratulate him at all? Because I mean, it's obviously a big deal. Yeah. No, he would have hated a congratulations. <laughs> he would. I didn't do that because because I know him and and he's shooting those all the time and mm-hmm. and and just when he's on his own and I know he can hit it. So yeah. you know, if I'm one of those guys who's you know, badgering him all the time. Oh my God, you, you can hit a three, you know? It's, <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> I, it, I would probably rub him the wrong way. Um, so I, I kind of let, let that be. Um, but you know, look, has he hit one since? Has he taken one since? No, people were saying, Oh, he's got it now. Yeah. Uh, I knew better than that. Um, I'm guessing he may take five total this year. You think so? <laughs> five. T- okay. Yeah, well, that's or maybe thing. make five, but but he could, you know, we don't know. Yeah, once I mean, once you get that confidence, that. like then it's it's really it's really game because honestly, if he takes two a game and he shoots twenty percent, like that's still, I mean, that's progress. Like there are guys that take way more threes and would probably and 
he'd probably have a higher percentage than a, a good number of guys, especially since. I, I hope if you're shooting less than twenty percent from three, you're not shooting a ton. Yeah, that's that, that, okay. Rough. That that is that is a good point. <laughs> but just the way that defenses are playing him, I mean, you watch this the Celtics and Sixers game. They they were really giving him space. Like he could have had the opportunity to to shoot it, but I mean, it's you know you gotta. That that's really the next big step, I would say, for him. Like, do you, you know, at, not, at this to point, to me, not not threes. No, I I just want him to take the mid range, like the the little he gets in there, okay. make a little, create some space. I don't think I I don't think he needs to shoot threes in in you know respectable volume. Maybe have it if you need it, you know, for shot clock. But I, I think I think it'd help people out a lot if he could hit the fifteen to seventeen footer. That's because he's he's always in the paint, he's always backing down. If he can develop that, I think you know, I think that'd be big. Okay, yeah, okay, I see what you're saying. So just work out from from that point. So start mid and then like to, you know. to make the defense just a little bit more honest. Yeah, definitely. You know, so they're have, never gonna run him off the line, mm-hmm. you know, to prevent him from shooting a three. But yeah, that's just what I what I think. So have you been watching a lot of of NBA action over there? I mean, I know. Because you're nine hours ahead of me Pacific time, so that's yeah, that's kind of tough. Like when the games are on, it's well, it's early, early one two a.m. Yeah, you know what? What I do, I I I I'm subscribed to this highlight channel on YouTube, and I get I just watch highlights in the morning of each game. Um, what's been worse is not being able to watch LSU football. Um, oh, okay, okay, in their amazing run right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know they, especially November 9th when they play Alabama. That's gonna yeah. That's gonna although be a that's a day game, that could work. It'll be on here around 9:30, so yeah, I, I yeah, might be able st- to do that. You can stay up for that one. I mean, let's. <laughs> yeah, good. We we might as well let's let's talk a little bit then about about what you've seen here. So with LSU, first off, I mean coming off, we're coming into a big a big week this week. They've got a big game coming up against Auburn. Yep. Uh huh. What are you? Are you sold on Joe Burrow Heisman? Right now, I mean, he's he's tremendous. He's breaking records at LSU. He's you know he's he's leading. Were they? They're still the second best second best team in the country. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's uh, but you know it's tough. You have Tua and Jalen Hurts, and you know you got a quite a good, quite great competition. So. Being an LSU guy, sure, I'll definitely say I think he deserves it right now. Um, you know, especially, yeah. Uh, but you know, we will see. I mean, these this big game against Auburn and you know, how he does there each week dictates. If he has a terrible game, oh, he'll drop. You know, people will start freaking out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's how, that's how it goes uh, always. Oh man, definitely. yeah, it's crazy. But uh, he is he's having a fantastic year. So yeah, they go they go Auburn. Uh, they get them at home, but then they have to take on Alabama on the road, which you just mentioned. That's a tough yeah. stretch right there. I think, I mean, I think if they keep it close, even if they go one and one, like they have to have good odds to make it to the college football playoff. I mean, you look at the body of work and the teams they've beaten, like a close loss to Alabama on the road, like that, that yeah, still that, looks that can't good. can't make you slip too far. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. Yeah. You know, the thing is like, I've, I can just feel the LSU noise. You know, we haven't beat Bama, I think, eight years. Mm-hmm. Um, and, or maybe even longer. Um, so they're like, this is the year. This is the year, you know. <laughs> so if it's if it's anything other than a 
win for us, I think LSU fans will be disappointed. That's just how they are. Um, but, you know, obviously against Auburn, you know, they don't – they're a fantastic team having a good year too. So, mm-hmm. yeah, they're both tough. But when you have Alabama coming up, obviously being a, you know, LSU guy, that's, that's, that's what's the big, you know, red flashing mark on your schedule. Yeah, de- definitely. So let's talk, as we close out here, let's just touch on a little bit of NBA. Cause I mean, you mentioned you're, you're following yeah. it. So we gotta, we gotta hit, we want to hear, we've heard about Keith, the player. Now we want to hear about Keith, the, uh, the analyst, the NBA analyst. So yeah. this, this off season has been one of the busier ones. Uh, as far as players moving around, a lot of balance now in the NBA. How many how many legit title teams do you think there are? <laughs> oh man, it is going to be crazy. It's going to be this is going to be an interesting year for that. I I think maybe there's five or six. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, a little bit more in the West, but you know what? You know how's Celtics? How's Milwaukee and Brooklyn? How are they gonna gonna do? You know, it's uh. You know, but then the West, yeah, you still got Golden State. You got the L.A. teams, Clippers, Lakers. I mean, you know, how Houston fair? You yeah. know, it's, just, it's so uh, Denver, obviously still good, really good. Um, yeah, it's a, it's wild. It's a, we will just have to see how it goes. I love how people, it's unbelievable how people are. They freak out after the Lakers lose their first game. Like, they don't have enough. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, they don't have Kuzma or Rondo right now. Um, they're not a complete team, but, you know, it's a uh, – NBA is, is the, just the best. Uh, it's it's going to be a fun fun year. Um, so much entertainment around the whole league now. Yeah, there really is – there really is nothing like the NBA. Like, you can just sense an overall excitement just – in general, like whether on Twitter or oh yeah, wherever it's, you it's interact, it's booming. Yeah, it's it's definitely the fastest growing sport. Despite, despite the Chinese uh, issues, but yeah, we yeah, I, we, I, I will have no further comment on that. <laughs> that's I'm yeah, not that's involved. it. There we go. Yeah, no, we talked about that a little bit uh, on the podcast. It's hot button issue, and it's kind of one of those things where you know there's a lot of moving parts, and there's not really uh, you know people give an answer, but it may not be the right one. Like depends on who you ask, really. That's kind of how a lot sure. of these things, how a lot of things, things go. But so if you had to make a prediction, so at the end of the season, we're going to see these two teams play in the finals. Who's your, who's your best bet right now for a finals matchup and who wins it? I'm a big LeBron guy, mm-hmm. um, but I kind of want to see the Clippers there um, instead of the Lakers. I don't know. I just I want to see how Paul George acts in the finals i want to see patrick beverly how crazy you know amped up he's going to be so entertaining to watch in the playoffs Definitely. um <laughs> so that's my west pick um the east uh god i don't you know i don't know uh philly Phil, i didn't even mention philly before um of course they I, I want Philly to go. I want to see Ben in the finals. Yeah. Um, I want to see him and Embiid and how Josh Richardson, how is he Horford, and uh, they, they got a, they got a good crew right now. Tobias Harris, you know, so it's. I, I want to see that matchup. I think that'd be a good one. All right, now we're rolling. Got the computer charger. We're we're set. So 
We just I just asked you if you if you were a, an NFL guy, and uh, you said you said you don't follow it a lot. But out of all the weeks uh, of of games really to predict, this may be one of the easiest ones that I that I can give you. Uh, between the Redskins and the Vikings, who's gonna who's gonna win tonight? Uh, I want. <laughs> That's rough. Uh, Redskins are in turmoil. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, what am I going to say? The Redskins. I mean, the Vikings. You know, the Vikings might you know wipe the floor with them. But uh, we'll 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 see. I I I want the Redskins to win just because I don't care, and I <laughs> you know I, I'd like to you know knowing you know the fact that those guys have to show up every day and compete like everybody else, despite you know, all the negativity and the losing, you know, it's, it's, I, I want them to have a bright spot in their, uh, in their year. And I want them to come up with a big surprising win. Yeah. Oh, this is, this is a return game for both quarterbacks actually. Cause Kirk cousins was, a uh, was the quarterback of the Redskins last year. And, and case Keenum played for the, or a couple years ago. And, and case Keenum was quarterback of the, the Vikings. But look, if the Redskins win, like we're going to need to have a serious conversation. Like, we may need to bring you on as an actual, like an analyst. Like we, we need to get you on as like the guy for our, for this podcast. If you get this Redskins call, right. Uh, I mean, I know, yeah, I know, right. I know the analysis is like, you just, you want them to have a position, baby. Yeah. Look, but if it works, like it works. Uh, yeah, no, definitely. People freak out about week one in the NFL. Um, and that's a higher percentage of games, you know, or less, less percentage of games to play than the NBA where people really, really get freaked out, like you said, over the Lakers losing to the Clippers and, and all that sort of thing. But it's going to be a really fun season to watch. Uh, and, and Yeah. For, for sure. Uh, just so NFL much to... fans just have a lot more time to freak out in between games. That's all. Yeah, that's true. I mean, because really when we, when we analyze <clears throat> the games after one day, it's like, okay, now we got to wait six more days to see what's really going to happen. Cause that's... Yeah, it's just brutal. Yeah. It's brutal. But, it, but in a way, it builds up the – the, the care the you know the um the, the what do you call it um the the, the passion you're talking like the excitement I, I, yeah i suppose so yeah all right well i think we're we're coming out coming out on the end here of the podcast uh keith thanks so much for coming on this is absolutely fantastic and we we can't wait we can't wait six more months before we get you back on we need to get you on sooner <laughs> than that well, unlike last time, I, I'm more active. I'm in the middle of a season, so probably have more to talk about. So That's true. Hopefully that's, it won't be that long. That's that's true. So if you guys want to follow Keith uh, and and his his adventures in the Champions League, you can actually download the basketball. So it's Basketball CL on the App Store. You can favorite. Hang on. I, I got this. Uh, Polski Kukier Torun. Is that right? That's that's good enough. And that's, it sounds <laughs> good, good to me. All right, yeah. So you can follow them and follow Keith because right now he is balling out, and you know this this may be a guy you need to be on the lookout for. Like we we could be on the jump on one of these like really exciting future NBA stories. Maybe I don't know. Uh, but anyways, Keith, always fantastic talking to you, and wish you the best of luck in Poland and in the Champions League. Thank you so much. Always a pleasure to be on the podcast. And thank you guys for tuning in. We'll see you next week.